0: Hey, podcast family, welcome to Motherhood in Black and White. I'm Kanji. I'm Tara. Let's talk about time-saving techniques. See, I just jumped right in there. You did. That's the best way to save time. Right at the top of the house, <laughs> just boom, efficient. Efficiency is necessary <laughs> for parenting. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've realized as parents is the years may be long, but the days are oh so short. Oh so short. It does say that right? I'm oh, so sure yeah. what I say is the days may be long The days may be long, but the years are short. No, I don't remember. Listen, we don't have a lot of time. It's <laughs> what she's saying. Time goes fast and we don't have enough of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that this is the tension and the dilemma with a lot of parents that there are so many things that need to be done in the course of a day or the course of a week that kind of rob us of the joy in the journey of parenting because it just seems as though there's always something to do and that sense of overwhelm can take over. And so today, Tara, let's have a conversation and kind of dive into this a little bit about kind of like how you were able to deal with some of the time management stress of being a full-time working mom. Mm -hmm. And then of course, maybe talk about some of the strategies you employed when you weren't just a full-time working mom, but you were also a student Mm -hmm. pursuing your master's degree. Mm -hmm. And then we can talk about some techniques that we have uh, learned over the years to kind of make it a little bit Easier and more efficient. And of course, one of the things that we've learned is just to at the very top of any episode, pop it right up there. Say the name. Say the name. Say the name. So, yeah, time management. What does it mean to you?
1: That's a great question. I think when I'm trying to come up with a strategy or I'm trying to manage everything I need to get done and when I'm going to get it done, I'm mostly just trying to kind of save my own sanity. Uh, you know, it's really focused on what makes the most sense for me to help me get those things done, but also make me feel like I'm taking care of my own mental health, because I, I do struggle with, you know, seeing a long list of things to do and feeling like they have to be done right now and trying to get organized. I think a lot of times when I'm working on something or trying to organize things, I'm really just trying to focus on what makes me feel the most at ease and the most uh, not underwhelmed, but less overwhelmed.
0: Less overwhelmed. Yeah. So yeah. Let's break that down for us a little bit, Tara, if you could. Um, Like you talked about um, having a list. Is that something that you do? Do you create lists, of, like to-do lists for your professional life, your personal life? Tell us kind of like what that looks like for you. Oh, yeah. I live
1: in lists. <laughs> yes, I live in lists. I mean, my professional life, I feel like I have a pretty good rhythm. Obviously, I have a calendar that I work from pretty closely. And I before I leave every day, I sit down and make my list for the next day so that when I get there, I know exactly what I need to focus on the next day. Um, I usually have a a running list of uh, things I'm trying to hit on deadline. So I keep that. And then for my home life, I keep a running list of uh, things sort of in a priority order. I have a list of things I just know I need to get done at some point, but maybe aren't on a super tight deadline. I have things that I need to get done specifically that week. And then I try to like split them up over the days and I like to group them together so I can do you know two or three things at the same time Um, and then I also use this app that I really love Um, it's called Todoist and you can set things up in project view so I can have like a personal project list and then I can have um, each of my work projects have their own list so I can keep them separate and then I you know, I run a list for each of my employees so that I can keep track of what I'm looking at with them. I, I have a
0: lot of lists. Tell me a little bit more about this um, app. I've never heard of it. Todoist.
1: Todoist. So I have the app on my phone and then I use it on the computer, too. But um, what happens to me is that I have multiple things to do, and they each have their own list, and so I was trying to find a way to keep them organized but still in one spot. And so this app is really nice because you can set up various projects, and you can tie things into each one, and you can date them so that when I go in there, I see just the items that are due for today. And they could be amongst a bunch of different projects, but it's just what's due today. But then I can each, I can go in each project separately too, and just make sure I'm tracking if I just want to see where I am on this, or I just want to see where I am on this. So it helps me keep all those lists in one place and keep them separated and organized, but also keep me on track for the day to day. It's really I love it. It's great.
0: Well, I don't think it would work for someone like me, because as you know, I am mess when it comes to just writing things down Uh so you know like we will talk about when we're going to record our podcast Uh episodes how many times have you sat in front of me (laughs) and I will literally (laughs) open up my calendar and we'll talk and we'll say oh let's record on you know next Tuesday and you'll see me with my calendar open Mm -hmm. and then I'll just start talking and never write it down you won't write it down I won't write it down and then the next Tuesday comes around and Tara will be like uh, I'll see you in 30 minutes. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> in, in 30 minutes, I have plans to go. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just don't write things down. Yeah. And so in my world, my problem is that I don't keep track of some of the things that I do. And I tend to always say yes to doing everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm double booked in every aspect of my life always. Yeah, And so it sounds to me that this app or something similar to that would be helpful to me, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would ever use it. I definitely find times where I'm so
1: in the weeds that I don't keep up with it. And then I have to go back and clear out what I got done and, and update things. I I vacillate. I'm pretty good at sticking to a calendar and I'm pretty good at sticking to like a current to-do list, but I do, I can get off track sometimes. It, it seems like just keeping track of this stuff is its own job.
0: Yeah and, yeah. and also not just keeping track of the stuff, meaning our stuff. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we do is we have to keep track of like everyone's stuff. Right. So it's not just keeping track of what we as individuals have to do. Mm-hmm. It's also keeping track of what our children have to do in yes. their schedules. Yes, What has to go on with the house yes. and the house scheduling Yes, and even the pets. Correct. Right. Yep. So tomorrow morning, pet has a grooming appointment and it's like, OK, I didn't write that down in the calendar (laughs) but i got this uh, a notification reminder 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 text (laughs) so shout out to the vet clinic because they did send this reminder text or else it wouldn't have happened thank god for reminder text you know and so we look and say like how do we start to kind of navigate when all of these things require mama's attention right right Mm -hmm. and what do you do when there are competing things and competing times. So this is kind of like when I dived into some strategies I had for work, Mm -hmm. I realized like, oh, you know what? Let me expand that and try to apply it to my personal life. And let's see if that kind of works a little bit better. What were those strategies? So one of the things I do at work is I have a list and I look at it saying like green, yellow and red. Mm -hmm. So the green things for me are things that i can do with relative ease and only i can do them right mm-hmm. and so those are things that have to be done and have to be done by me yeah the things that are on my yellow are things that other members of my team can do or things that i don't enjoy doing mm. so one of the things that we look at it's kind of thinking about this balance that we as women have and what i've realized is i need to not only manage my time I need to manage my energy. Mm. And the best way for me to manage my energy is to focus on things that energize me. At work, I led a workshop with with a bunch of female professionals. And we talked about sometimes women get tasked with doing things because they're good at doing them, but it's not something that brings them joy. Right. And so when we think about managing your energy, it's reconfiguring and re- deciding like, what are the things that I'm good at doing. And I like to do the things that really feed my soul and give me energy. Mm -hmm. And the things that drain you are just things that you don't enjoy doing. And so what I've done is I kind of like apply that to my personal life. And I've brought that approach home in the last year or two. So case in point, um, one of the things that I'm good at doing is cooking. Mm -hmm. One of the things I really dislike doing It's cooking. (laughs) I know this about you. You know this about me. I I, I just don't cook. Um, I don't like it. I'm good at it. I had to do it when I was a kid growing up. I'm I'm good at it. I do not enjoy cooking. And so what I realized is, you know, the family has to eat. Mm -hmm. And my husband enjoys cooking. So one of the things that I realized is that's a yellow on my list. That's something that someone else can do because it's not something that gives me energy. Yeah. It's something that really tends to drain me. So when I'm looking at like time and energy as a finite resource, that's it. The red are things that just completely drain me. Either I'm not good at, somebody else does better. And by somebody else, I mean my husband. Mm. Um, and then I can kind of offload those things, right? Yeah. And so for me, it's kind of just thinking about the things that need to be done and then bucketing them down like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I love that. I like,
1: I think what you've kind of introduced is you're not just managing your to do list, but you're also delegating, which I think, and you know, most of us, I struggle with for sure. Yeah,
0: no, for why sure. Do you, why do you think you struggle with it?
1: I, I mean, there's a million reasons. The first ones that come to mind are that uh, I can do it faster if I just get it done. I don't feel as much as I used to that people won't do it as well. I don't really feel that as much. I think I still have this old idea that pops up from time to time that. If I ask other people to help me that there's like uh that I'm gonna owe them something. You know what I mean? I've got like this old idea that's gonna be held against me. It's <laughs> super old and I'm in therapy, guys. Yeah. But I do have it. It's there.
0: Okay, wait. If I have to
1: ask other people to help me, then that, I'm gonna pay for it. That some that you're gonna be indebted to them? That you're gonna owe them something? Not, not indebted. It's almost more like um it's not that I'm gonna owe them. It's not a tit for tat. It's more like um they're going to have something over me or that it's going to come up later that I'm going to get in trouble for it Mm. it's it's an old trauma response I'm working on
0: it do you (laughs) I'm glad you're working on it do you ever feel like if you ask someone they're going to say no and how that might make you feel or not oh yeah that's
1: for sure on that that's not nearly as bad though that one I've gotten better about but Mm. I do I do have that sometimes like oh if I ask and they say no that feels very vulnerable and that hurts but that's that one I've I've it still comes up from time to
0: time, but that one I've massaged pretty well. And that's a different conversation with yeah. a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no you, you you made an excellent point about, you know, the fact that when you do something, you can do it faster than other people. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and that's where I take the strategy from work because as a, as a manager of people at work, kind of have to develop those people. Yeah. And so there are definitely things and tasks that I can kind of do better, but you want the people that you're working with on your team to kind of, get that those skills and develop those skills. So you give it to them and you kind of sit back and pause and wait. And I know, you know, you're boss lady. That's something that you do for your team as well. I'm looking and saying, well, that's something I need to do on the home front. And that's where I kind of pivoted and brought that home. Yeah. But what I had to let go of was the fact that they're not going to do it as fast as I can. Right. And, in many ways maybe not as well as I am <laughs> just for the record just let me just say that but but, but thinking like like one example that I I think of and one of the reasons why I had it to kind of let go of that scaffolding that I kind of hold on to so tightly is well thinking about like my my kid tying his shoes mm-hmm. you know when roman was in preschool and kindergarten and first grade learning how to tie his shoes i worked a full-time job out of the house and I had to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. And so mornings were this rush and this routine and we had to do things and do them very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so when I had this kid who's learning how to tie his shoes and taking a really long time mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. I'm like dude we don't have time mama gotta go mama gotta go and so I was like, let me just do it let me just do it and that was kind of a habit and a routine that I got into um and then in many instances I did the exact same thing with my spouse um in many areas yeah. right like yeah oh I'll just do it because I know it. I, I'll just do it because I'm faster I'll go to the grocery store because I know where things are I can do it faster I can do it better let me do it me 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 um and a part of it is because I thought that was like something that I uniquely had this this ability to do it, but then part of it was me being a control freak. One hundred percent. Thank that. No, 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 wait, 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 no, no, no. Shared. No, that's a shared one hundred percent. You and me both. You oh, and okay. me both. Yeah, you and
1: me both. I was like, we were going a long way. Well. No, you no, like, we're nodding. I'm nodding. I'm with you. It's me and you both. Control freaks, <laughs> both of us. <laughs>
0: yes, you like. Yes, kanji.
1: Control freak. Yes, you are, Kanji and Tara.
0: Both of us. Yes. I love it. And, you know, and, and it's okay. And I realized that. And then something happened. Um, you know, my husband started taking on a lot more responsibility on the home front. And it was okay. Mm. Like, gave my son a lot more time to start doing things on his own. Now, don't get me wrong, because Roman is probably a descendant of, you know, a slug. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it gets done very slowly. Right. And it gets done. And so what I had to learn to do was kind of pause and step back and give people the ability to do things in their own time and space and place so they could start to develop those skills and the ability to do that. Um, and what that ended up doing was it freed a lot of things off of my plate because I was like, wow, there are more hours in a day if I'm not doing everything turns out mm-hmm. turns out I feel like I do
1: a pretty good job at work because like you said I do want my employees to develop and and do well so I'm I'm doing better there but at home I'm at I, I'm I, it's a little upside down right now
0: yeah I struggle with that I had um we had this conversation with some people with some women at work and one of the women that I I, I was talking with um she shared with me she said you know one of the things that I hate is waking up to a dirty kitchen. And mm. so what I end up doing, she's like at night after everyone goes to bed is I'm up an extra 30 or 40 minutes at night, washing the dishes. And so we paused and I talked and I said, what would happen if you woke up to dirty dishes? Mm-hmm. I said, what would happen if in the morning before you woke up, like your husband or one of the kids um, wash the dishes? And she's like, I would, I don't know because it's never happened. <laughs> you know, like she's never yeah. gone to bed. She's always been the one that does it. Mm-hmm. And so she doesn't know what would happen if she didn't do it. If she didn't do it. Oh, man. And I think that that might be a lot of us. And, and I'm curious, podcast family, if that's you. If there are things that are on your to do list or on your plate that may be overwhelming or maybe heavy. But you don't know what would happen if you didn't do it Mm -hmm. or if you asked someone else to do it.
1: That's the trick, right? Yeah. I feel like, and I won't speak for all women because I know I I hate to do generalizations, but my experience has been that a lot of women see what needs to be done and they do it. You don't have to ask. But what I've noticed with men, sorry, fellas, not all of them, but a lot that I know that I've dealt with directly is that I have to say it out loud. Like, hey, can you clean the kid? And 99% of the time he's like, Yeah, no problem. I will do the thing. Gage is the same way. Hey, will you do this? Yes, I'll do it. But there's this thing in the back of me, it's like, or you could just see that it needs to get done and just do it. But I'm I'm learning. I'm just ask.
0: Right. <laughs> yes. What I'm learning is the things that other people can overlook or just not see. And like you see that that pile of clothes has been sitting (laughs) on the third step for two weeks. Right. And I said, nobody has more hope for the world than a mama <laughs> in a two-story house because you... come. Wait, so Tara knows this. <laughs> yeah. So podcast family, I, I have a two-story house and Tara comes over when we do a recording and we do the recordings upstairs. And when Tara will come over, she will see their items on my staircase because I leave them to the left of the stairs. Mm-hmm. Like I'll fold, I'll fold laundry and I'll put them on the, on the stairs for my son to take upstairs or like a library book or something like that. There are items that are left on on the staircase for either my son or husband to take upstairs. Yeah. And Tara will come over and then she will come over the next week (laughs) and those items will still be there. With more things on top. (laughs) It's like, I have hope for the world. I just know, (laughs) I know that at some point, Mm -hmm. someone's going to walk up the stairs other than me or you, Tara, Uh and say, you know what? I'm going to take these things upstairs. I know where that stuff goes. But here's the thing. (laughs) They don't. They don't. But also, here's the thing. If I say, hey, take the things upstairs, it will be done. right? And so there is kind of like this ego thing. Like, yes, do we wish that people were very proactive? Mm-hmm. People in our house were very proactive at getting stuff done. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are they going to? Never. Not. No. And will they do it when asked? Absolutely. They will. For sure. So it's just knowing kind of like who your family is and and rolling with it. I think so. I think you're right, and, and you know, i
1: I would even say maybe some of that's my fault because I've just been doing the things,
0: you know, so they didn't have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so we think like, okay, how do we kind of divide and conquer? I th- for me, and the strategy that I've implemented is understanding like there are certain specific things that only I can do. Right, right. There are things that only I can do for a couple of reasons. One, because of my ability, like I have the skill set to do it, I have the knowledge, and I do it very well and quickly. Mm -hmm. And then there are things that either I or um, a partner or even a friend can do. Some of that is, you know, carpooling or driving a kid to school or picking them up. Things that you can kind of, or that I can um, ask other people to do. Right. Kind of just saves that time. But there were times when I would, kind of stress myself out figuring out like oh my gosh I need to have this meeting and I have to pick my kid up from school in 15 minutes well maybe I'll take the meeting from my car instead of just saying like you know what I my neighbor's going to the school maybe I'll just ask her and see if she can do it Mm -hmm. it was just this willingness to say you know what I don't have to do all the things. I'm not superwoman. I'm not supermom. And I'm not winning any awards for doing all of the things. Let me just utilize the people around me who are able, willing, and capable of helping out. And I think people, I think
1: you get, you know, everybody gets the blessings from that, right? So you get to realize how much more support you have. And I think people want to be of service. They want to they wanna help and be a part of that, too. And
0: it's a, it's a gift for both sides when we let people help us in that way. So how do you let how do you take things off of your plate and give them to your kids? We talked about maybe other adults, Uh but what are some things that you've done to kind of help build those skill building muscles in your son and kind of like pass some things off to him? Well, he has a list of things around
1: the house that he's now responsible for. So the kitchen is on his list. The trash is on his list. The backyard is on his list. Um, His room is obviously on his list. What I have to do sometimes is when I go in and I start to do it myself, I'm like, oh, no, I have to stop. (laughs) I mean, it's I'm still learning. Right. And go, hey, Gage, come in here and take care of the dishwasher, take the trash out, you know, take care of it and just let him do it. And he's really good at it. And we pay him allowance to to do those things around the house. So it's been easier with Gage. I think I, I don't struggle as much and I try to be fair and equal about it. You know, there's plenty of things that he can do. And I want him to learn some of that stuff. So he knows how to take care of himself as a grown up. You know, a lot of that is just learning how to take care of yourself.
0: Yeah, I think one of the the ways that we can figure out, like the best way of teaching our kids to kind of do for themselves is realizing that the first few times they do it for themselves, it's not gonna be quick, it's not gonna be done right. And I say that First few times, like first few hundred times. right. <laughs> and for some of us, um, you know, for me, that was hard to accept. And it was also detrimental for my kid by not letting him do it. Like we want to see our kids be successful. We want to see our kids succeed. But there is so much um, growth. When they fail, there's so much growth in learning yeah. how to do things. Yeah. And when we talk about helicopter parenting or sometimes there's this tendency to step in mm-hmm. and make sure that everything is OK, there is um, a need. And there's also something really special that happens when we don't step in it. We let them just figure it out. Mm-hmm.
1: It's been interesting, especially this year with Gage starting middle school and talking to him about needing to be more proactive with his time management and his organizational skills. And it has been I have really had to fight my instincts to like sit down with him, come up with his system get him to write in his notebook, sit him down with a count. You know, it's been really tough for me to not try to get in there and do it for him because it's something that I'm really, I am good at that stuff. You know, I do like to be organized and square things away and I want him to be successful, but I've really just kind of taken a step back and just let him sort it out. And I ask him questions. I check in, right? I go I go check his grades, make sure his things are getting turned in. I ask him you know, is everything charged and plugged in? Have you, did you have anything you need to give me? Do you have worksheets? So I try to like prompt him so he can get in the habit of remembering himself, but I haven't like forced a system on him, which is everything I want to do. <laughs> I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it. You're going to figure it out, but I'm just going to check in. It's hard.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm I, so proud of I, I'm you. I'm doing it.
1: That's growth. I know. I just, I think too. As big as he's gotten, because you saw him recently, he's, he's huge, giant. He's huge. He's as, my height now. He is. So I'm looking at this guy in my house who looks like a half grown man, and I have these visions of him like going out into the world and not knowing how to do anything for himself or like take care of himself, and I'm just not on board with that. So a lot of me fighting some of those instincts is me thinking through like. He needs to know how to do this and I can't always be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good and so necessary and something that I think um, some of us struggle with. It's giving them the space and also the ability to to fail Mm -hmm. and to figure it out themselves. One hundred percent. Yeah. To figure it out themselves. And that's something that, you know, you and I learn to do Mm -hmm. and kind of where we are right now and and I look at some some kids now and you hear stories about kids going off to college and their parents like setting up their dorm rooms and going to classes with them oh no and I'm like what (laughs) oh no no (laughs) no 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 I I have a a friend who's a, a college professor and she said that she had one student last year and their parent called the professor angry about their (laughs) their child's grade and that's like at some point parent you need to kind of step back and let's it, go. It's not your fight. Listen, you can call me and you can ask me how long to heat up a
1: potato, what temperature chicken's supposed to be. I will tell you how to make coffee. I will explain things to you
0: on the phone, but you got to do it. You got to do gotta the thing. You got to do it. Call yeah. me anytime, but you got to do it. Right. And the best way to learn to do it is by doing it. 100%. And so one of the things that we, we figure out as parents, it's okay. Yes, there are things that I can do, There are things I can do quicker. Mm -hmm. There are things I may be able to do better and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to step back and let you do this in this moment because in the long run, this is what needs to be done to kind of get you to be a a fully developed human that's able to kind of take care of themselves. I just got to get
1: on board with doing that with my husband. (laughs) How do I help my husband be a fully formed human who can (laughs) handle his own
0: business? Podcast family, stay tuned next week. This episode took a turn. We have (laughs) a whole different problem to solve. (laughs) And because my husband is producing this podcast, I can't (laughs) even comment, Tara. We're just going to pretend like it's only my problem. (laughs) I'm, I'm not going to actually comment on what Tara just said, podcast family, but you can read between the lines. You don't even need me to comment. What you need me to do is just say, on that note, on that note, we will go ahead and wrap this week's podcast episode up. Hey, podcast family, thanks again for tuning in. We love having this conversation with each other, but mostly we love having this conversation with and for you. And we love having you with us each week.
1: If you haven't already followed us on your favorite listening platform, make sure you're doing that so you don't miss any new episodes. If you hit follow, they'll just show up right in your podcast app same time every week. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at, at Black and White Momcast. We love having you with us and we love spending this time.
0: And you want to come back the next couple of weeks because we will have a couple of special guest moms joining us. And also Tara and I are going to take the disconnect challenge. We are going to go device and technology free as parents, and we're going to ask our kids to do the same, and we will let you know how that goes. So stay tuned. More to come. I'm terrified, Tara.
1: It's like uh, we're getting geared up for October with a horror story. That's (laughs) That's our version of the scary movie season. Yeah. Yeah. uh,
0: It's it's parenting without technology. (laughs) Yeah,
1: We need scary music in the background of that tease.
0: And you will find it. You will find it. (laughs) So we will be back next week, podcast fam. Same time, same place. Guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual. take really good care and we're out.